If you are a man chasing success, you want more money, more wealth, more success in your life, then there is a lesson I learned from a $60 million business owner. And I'm gonna share it with you in today's podcast episode. If you wanna be successful, there is a dark side to the success and you're gonna wanna hear exactly what it is. I'm gonna show you exactly what it is as well as, say that twice, as well as how you can overcome it and become a better man so you can be that $60 million guy. So strap in for today's podcast episode, you're not gonna wanna miss it. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Man Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about success, the dark side of success, chasing more, more money, more growth, more achievements, chasing more to be a successful man, and how that can cause us to break down mentally, physically, and emotionally. This can cause the breakdown of marriages, it can cause death, literally, heart attack, cancer, stroke, and it can cause massive burnout And more importantly, a lack of fulfillment because so many successful men, business owners, career-driven men, they burn everything to the ground (laughs) in the pursuit of more. And we live in a world where more is more, 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 more. We'll start this off by sharing a story. Yesterday, for those of you guys that don't know, if you're first time listening to this, we run The Empowered Man. We coach high-performance men. One of our most successful clients makes $60 million a year. So we have a range of different men we coach. And every day... Myself and Sam, we we coach these men and we empower them. We fix their marriages. We help them take control of their thoughts and feelings. We help them balance their time, their energy. We help them take back their power, take back control. Yesterday, I did not feel like the guy who coaches men through that. (laughs) I woke up yesterday morning just tired and angry and sad. And I just felt like shit. I just didn't feel good. Now, Sam and I teach how to get through this sort of stuff. Like we, we journal, we meditate, we have a bunch of tools. You can listen to our other podcasts. And I tried to do those tools, but I still felt shitty to the point where I got on a call with one of my coaches, Kristen, and I just broke down and I was crying on that call, not sobbing because I was holding it in, but I just had these tears coming out. And it came back to this core belief of I'm not good enough. And we're going to talk about beliefs today. And that's the main premise of today's coaching session. It's like, I've got properties, investments, a wife, a beautiful daughter, friends that love me, an amazing business, making seven figures a year. And I just wasn't happy. And I spiraled down into this place. And I knew I was doing it. I was choosing into it. Like, I know the tools. I know I'm doing it. And I did it anyway. And it all came back to this belief that I'm not good enough. And I was looking for all this evidence to support that. This is what's not working in the business. These are the fires that I need to put out. This is how far behind I am on stuff. And I just went down the spiral of like focusing on the negatives. And it was kind of scary because it was a very depressive, dark place for me. Like I, I felt really stuck and trapped. I was able to work through it yesterday. And that's what we're doing today's call because a lot of men go through this. Like a lot of men go through this feeling and thinking of like angst and pain and pressure and stress. And there are some core beliefs that create this feeling, that create this problem, that create this pain. And by the way, this is the same pain that we project onto our family, our kids and our partner, which makes their life harder and imprints that trauma into them, right? So I thought I'd start the, the video off with that. You know, I worked through it yesterday, but it wasn't easy. And the first core belief was this idea that I need to be successful. Hmm. Like I need to be successful. (laughs) That's core belief number one. I need to be successful to prove something, right? Like I need to be successful 
and then without even realizing what that means, like what does success mean? I need to be successful for my wife, for my daughter, for my family, for my clients. Like what, why do I need to be successful? So that's the first core belief. How has this shown up in your life, Sam? And, and like, why do you think so many men feel this way and chase this? I think you kind of, you touched on it just a second ago. Like I need to prove myself. Like that's, that's a mm. huge limiting belief. Like especially when, you know, if you're, if you look at your story of, of where you've come from, you know, for me, you know, my story of where I come from, there was a lot of rejection, a lot of not feeling good enough and not a lot of not feeling like I would ever amount to anything. In fact, I was told that by a peer when I was in year 10 that I would never amount to anything. And mm. so underneath all of that, everything, not everything, but a lot of the things that I've done in my life have been kind of undergirded by striving to prove myself that I, that I am okay, that I am good enough. And mm. I mean, that, that's just asking for burnout. I've got to prove mm. myself means I've got to work harder. I've got to work more. I've got to do more, do more, do more, do more. And it's exhausting. Mm. It's utterly exhausting. Mm. Yeah. Because more, more doesn't have a definition. More. Like what does is, more mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like more is never ending. And it's this, it. this, this whole proving yourself is like, it's this emotional wound we're trying to cover. Like people yeah. will listen to this and say, oh, well, no, I want to prove myself because I, I genuinely want to grow and be successful. Yeah. But like, where does that come from? Mm. Like, did your dad tell you you weren't good enough? Did you get bullied at school? Or do you genuinely just have like abundance in your life or is it coming from scarcity? For me, it's often yeah. scarcity. It's like, I need yeah. to prove myself. I need to be successful. And then we don't define moral success. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? That's right. It's yeah. this open-ended thing. There's no full stop after more. It's just more and then more and then more. And yeah. then we're, we're coming from this place of discontent. Yeah. Cause it's never yeah. enough. We're never enough. Yeah. And they're so linked. It's like, it's never enough. It's not enough money, not enough success, not enough clients, not enough this. And that's attached to numbers and checklists. But then it's not just the fact that it's not enough. It's because we don't feel like we're adequate. Yeah. yeah. Like we've got to constantly chase more and, and be successful. And I think mm. so. the first belief is, you know, I need to be successful. The second belief attached to that is I need to prove myself. So the success is proof now that you are more, that you're achieving more. And then the third belief that comes up for me is I need to work hard to be successful. Mm. So like yesterday, I spent the whole day like overthinking, stuck, trapped in my own mind, thinking about what's not working and working through it. And instead of just deciding to take a day off, I spent the whole day thinking about it and struggling <laughs> <laughs> instead of just going, you know what, I'm going to take a day off. Do you know why that is? Because I feel so uncomfortable taking a day off now. Like I, I take every Sunday off. I work a half day Saturday, take a half day Saturday off. And when I'm off, I'm off. But to have a Tuesday off is just like uncomfortable. Mm. And there's so many men who feel the same way, which is crazy, right? Because the reason you start a business and the reason you have a career that's that builds wealth is so you can buy back your time. Mm. what's the point in buying back your time if you feel like you need to work hard need should you should all over yourself and you must debate you must <laughs> you must debate all over yourself and then you got this fucking mountain of jizz this must debating <laughs> shitting jizz of fucking scarcity and hate and self-loathing because you can't even fucking switch off mm. 
Like, and mm. I know it's like funny, but like how many men go through this? They just like, mm. they struggle to be present with their kids and themselves because there's this association that if you're not working hard, you're losing. And it's crazy yeah. because last year when I was depressed and I didn't want to work, I was the opposite. I'm like, I can't be bothered working. Mm. Whereas now it's like, I must work because if I don't, I'm a failure and I'm not proving to myself that I'm successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does that tie into the fourth belief that, that we have to share with the guys? I, I think it, it does really well. Like there's this, the, like the, the, the constant need for more, the, mm. the, you know, feeling like we need to work hard. And as a result of, of working hard, we're putting everyone else first. We're trying to keep mm. everyone else happy from, from the family. We're trying to bring in more money to keep them happy, to give them the life that they want. That's obviously, mm. it, it comes from a place of, of love, but it also comes from all of our own other stuff as well. But, mm. you know, in business, we, we see it kind of infiltrate our, our mind, our business, our family, every area of our life. I need to put everyone else first mm. and myself last. Now, mm. I remember I, I lived that way for so many years. And then by the time I got to putting myself last, I had nothing left to give myself. Mm. You know, I was chatting with a guy the other day and he said, I don't even get the scraps anymore. He said, I give the scraps to my, my partner. I get the scraps of the scraps. Mm. And I thought, wow, how, how interesting. How, how did we get to that point of, of trying to prove ourselves and, and working hard as opposed to working from a place of, of contentment and mm. desire and wanting to influence and, and just be ourselves and be in our lane that we feel that we've just got to put everyone else ahead of our own needs. And as a result, we burn out. We've got nothing left for ourselves and we're always giving out of this place of lack. Everything we do is out of mm. lack. It's out of scarcity. It's out of fear. It's out of, oh, I've got to prove myself. Mm. But when we flip yep. the coin, like it, it's like, it doesn't make sense. And you flip the coin and you go, if I, if I invest in myself first, mm -hmm. then I find I, I'm stepping up what I'm, what I'm producing, what I'm giving out, what I'm pouring out, how I'm showing up is next level. Yet it's, it's uncomfortable. Like the word you used before, it's uncomfortable to do that. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels selfish to put ourselves first as men. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You can understand why, because if you yeah. are chasing success and you feel like you have to prove yourself and you feel like you can't switch off because you have to work hard to achieve that success, then there's this, this, this dichotomy where you're trying to win and trying to provide for everyone else. Everyone comes first. But if you don't be selfish, you're actually going to burn out and break down, which means people don't come first. They get a yeah. grumpier, more triggered version of you when you're achieving those successes, you're not actually happy. Like whenever mm. I achieve my milestone, instead of stopping and going, hmm, that was an amazing achievement. It's on to the next thing. There's no acknowledgement, yeah. no acknowledgement from your family, from your friends or yourself, you ignore it. And then you put everyone else first and then you sacrifice your health. Mm. Like you don't go to the gym or eat well or exercise anymore. You sacrifice your hobbies. You and I are both learning how to enjoy life again. We've forgotten how to do that. <laughs> you sacrifice your spare time. And then when you do have that spare time, you feel shitty. Yeah. You know, like I am one of the most selfish guys on the planet when it comes to family. I will put myself before my wife and my daughter a lot. I will put my workouts, my meditation, my journaling before Talia and Rosie a lot of the time. And anyone from the outside in would think that I'm super selfish. 
But the reason I do that is because you, my clients, the world, and my wife and my daughter, they get a better version of me when I invest time and energy into myself. Mm. And it's actually the most selfless thing you can do. Mm. But no one taught us how to put ourselves first because we have this lone wolf mentality. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a belief that you were going to share, but might as well jump into it now. It's this mm. idea that you have to do it alone and that no one really understands this. Yeah. So like yeah. you're trying to be successful because you feel like you have to be. You've associated mm. the fact that you have to prove yourself to success. To prove yourself, you can't slow down or switch off. You have to work hard. And therefore, there's this problem where you put everyone else first because you're working hard for them. That's the story you tell yourself, which means you let yourself go. And then you feel burnt mm. out and broken down. And then in this place of burnout and breakdown, whether you're sedating with alcohol or drugs or porn or social media, or whether you're just ignoring it and sweeping under the rug, it's in this place that you start to have these thoughts that no one knows about. Mm. And those thoughts are, no one gets it. It's mm. too hard. What's the fucking point? There's other thoughts as well. Like men have these thoughts. They start fantasizing about other women. They think maybe if I was with somebody else, I'd actually have what I want. And you have these negative thoughts that are in your head and you feel so isolated. And we're this lone wolf who doesn't actually chase being vulnerable or sharing any of these things because we feel like no one understands. Mm. You know, mm. and how could they understand? Because we don't tell them. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a man listening to this right now who can relate to any of this? You know, the funny thing is that, you know, we talk to so many men every week. And mm. one of the common stories that I hear is, oh, you probably never dealt with anyone like this before. You've probably never heard anything like this before. And I say, mm. we've, got, we've got 89 clients that we're working with at the moment. 95% of them have shared the exact same story with me. And they're like, what? Mm. Oh, my goodness. But there's this, this belief that we've got to live this siloed life because no one else will understand. So, I'm just going to be over here, disconnected, disengaged, working mm. really hard trying to prove myself for we're not sure what because we're so guarded we're so we call it security but it's it's barriers up it's walls up mm. and it's cause for disaster i mean you know we look you look at suicide statistics and you look at and, and a lot of the stories surrounding suicide these days oh we never knew we never mm. knew that they were feeling that way or that it was that bad or because we don't talk about it because we were never taught how to. Mm. Yep. And so yep. we just in our zone, in our corner and it's, it's dangerous. Yep. Absolutely. Yesterday I spoke with a guy who was in a very similar situation like that. He was very suicidal mm. and you know, we talked through a lot of that. And at the end of the call, he's smiling. He's like, I've just not talked about this stuff before. Mm. And he said, and I, I said to him, do you understand how, powerful it is when you step out of the silo and you start to share it's uncomfortable as hell mm. but you start to share and it starts to break some of the power that it has over us because it's now yeah. not a hidden thing yeah but there's so much fear around that oh so much fear there's so much fear around sharing your emotions and being vulnerable because part of these belief systems around success are that you're strong and you're powerful so there's this mask that we wear of like i'm a powerful man i'm an alpha i'm successful I've got mm. the car and the house and I've built up this wealth. But then behind the scenes, there's this like uncertainty and there's this fear and there's this belief like I'm not good enough. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. But God forbid you share that. The thing is, though, like how can you have a connection with your wife and your kids if you don't share that sort of stuff? 
Now, I'm not saying you go and tell your wife and kids that you feel like a piece of shit, you're stressed, you're triggered, etc. But the reality is we communicate it either way. Yeah. Like if we don't communicate it with them by telling them, hey, look, daddy's just really stressed right now. It's not your fault. He shouldn't have reacted. However, he's dealing with a lot of pressure at work and he gets to become better at working through that. Instead, the kids are acting their age and we yell at them. Mm. We get triggered and we yell at them for just acting their age. Or we come home, the house is a mess. We blow up at the wife. We get into an argument over something stupid. Instead of coming home and, and she, when she asks, how was your day? And you say, fine. And then go and pop open a beer. <laughs> yeah. You say, honestly, babe, I don't want to burden you with my shit. It was a really hard day. And I just want to relax tonight. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of pressure right now in my head. And I, I really want to work through it. I'm not sure what to do at the moment. That's vulnerability. Mm. That's honesty. Yeah. That's not weakness. Now, if you do that every day with your wife or your kids, they're going to like think <laughs> you don't know how to deal with your shit. It's not about them burdening them, but it's about being vulnerable and honest. Because guess what? Guess what your wife and kids are going to go through? They're going to go through pressure and stress as well. Their own shit, mm. their own demons. Mm. So many of us struggle to share these things and be vulnerable about what's going on. That's why we're doing it on this call. Yeah. It's like so many successful guys don't feel successful, mm. which I think leads to the, the, the final belief I wanted to talk about, which is this deep rooted belief of not being enough. We mm. touched on it earlier. Hey legend, if you're getting value from this podcast, then you're going to love our Empowered Main 7-Day Challenge. Inside, we've taken some of the best content our clients invest thousands of dollars for to change their lives, and we've given it to you in the course of 7 days. This challenge is worth over $3,000, and you can get it for $37, 97% off. Inside, we'll teach you how to fix your marriage and relationships and reconnect with your partner, your kids, your wife. We will teach you how to take back your time, how to take back your power, get into powerful routines, and how to take control of your life, take control of your mind, take control of your business, take control of your health, take control of your wealth. Sounds too good to be true, but there's a complete money back guarantee. So if you're enjoying this podcast, go to elitebusinessman.com slash challenge. That's elitebusinessman.com slash challenge. It's going to be in the call notes as well, and you'll be able to register for this challenge that will completely change your life. I did a, a mushroom trip six weeks ago. I've been trying to do one for like two years and I did it the day after. I was vomiting for four and a half hours from 12 a.m. to like 5 a.m. I checked my sleep score. I was awake for like, I slept four hours and 20 minutes that night and I, I decided to do the trip anyway. Bad idea. And it wasn't a good trip. It was, it was quite a painful trip in hindsight. And I remember, I remember this yesterday. During that trip, I was curled up in a ball by myself. I'd gone out into nature in an Airbnb. And I remember uh, yesterday, I remember this, I was curled up in a ball and I sobbed. And I remember I sobbed because I, I pictured my wife and my daughter. And then the reason I was sobbing was because I didn't feel like I was good enough for them. Mm. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it's because my father and my mother separated when I was four and I thought I was at fault. I don't know if it's because I was rejected and I had my heart broken in a relationship. I know that's happened to you recently and we'll, we'll touch on that. But there was just this deep pain inside of me of like, I'm not enough. Mm. And I think if I look back on my successes, most of my success comes from trying to prove that I'm good enough. Most of my happiness and fulfillment comes from helping men through our podcast, our coaching, our challenges. I get so much value from giving to others. And I say it's because I'm caring and loving and I think I am. 
But I think a larger part of it is me trying to like prove to others that I'm good enough mm. because it makes me feel good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think a lot of men, including myself, I'm not sure if you can relate, we feel this immense pressure on our shoulders to provide and be the man. And we say it's because we feel pressure from the world or work or business or our family. But I actually think it's the opposite. I think we just create the pressure. I know yeah. I create the pressure and it yeah. comes from this deep rooted belief that I'm not good enough. And that's what caused me to break down yesterday. Mm. Have you felt that before? Mm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. But yeah, like th there's this, you know, I grew up, I grew up believing that I was never good enough. And so mm. I look back now and for, for 30 odd years, I lived as not good enough. I didn't even try to be good enough because I just never thought I could be. Mm. Uh, probably not 30 years, maybe 25 years. And then there was this, I found something I was good at. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point, I'm like, oh, my life's great. I'm, I'm married. I've got a, I've got a kid. I've got the house. I've got the car. I've got the dog. Like it, we're all kind of set. Mm -hmm. Oh, but maybe I could do more. Maybe I could provide more. And, you know, you'd, you'd do that. You'd work hard. You know, there was times where I was working four jobs at once and, th but still you don't feel good enough. You don't feel like it's enough or mm -hmm. something falls apart in the relationship and you don't feel good enough. And so you mm -hmm. work harder there, but then this suffers and you, you just don't feel good enough. And it's this mm -hmm. scattered sort of reality that oh, whatever I do, it's just not enough. Mm -hmm. And it, it, you know, can bring you to that point of breakdown. I mean, when, when my marriage broke down, you know, I, I felt the lowest that I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I, I, I didn't know that I was going to make it this far, to be really honest. Yeah. Because I, I just didn't feel good enough. You know, I, you know, when you, when you look at who you want to be for someone and for your family and that's not seen and it's not understood and it's not taken for what it is mm. or I'm not communicating it in, in the way that I could, mm -hmm. it's devastating. Yeah. And when, when the, the biggest, I guess the biggest fear being a relationship breakdown is, is the reality, the, the beliefs that came up for me. And, and I mean, it, I, I believe that when we're tested, when we're in crisis and stuff, what's in us comes out of us. Mm -hmm. And you know, all of these, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to find anyone else. No one would want me. Um, all of those things that came up for me, but all underlying this, I'm not good enough, which mm -hmm. if I'm honest, I thought I'd worked through a decade ago. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I worked through that. I, I, I paid a professional to help me work through that. That's all done yeah. and dusted. Yeah. But then it comes up and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I do yeah. with this? Yeah. How do I, how do I navigate this? Yeah. And so many men have it, man, like especially successful men, they have this underlying yeah. belief that nothing's ever enough. And if you are constantly chasing more, that means that a part of you feels like you don't have enough. I mean, you can't yeah. have the, the, the chase for more without feeling like you don't have enough. That's the drive. It's also a positive thing, yeah. chasing more, but it can be destructive. And that's the balance. Mm. And it's not just in business. It, it shows up in three key areas. 
It shows up in your health, wealth, and relationships. So when your wife said, I want a divorce, this wound opened up of like, I am not enough. It's the same wound that was there when you were getting bullied. Mm. When my ex said to me, I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't love you anymore. This huge wound opened up of I'm not enough. Yeah. But we both had the success. We were both financially doing okay. We had the how we, we had these successful things. So you're successful in one area, the business, and then you don't feel enough for your wife. Mm. A lot of men go through this. Like, yeah, you can have a Mercedes or a Beamer, but then when you come home and your wife doesn't look at you the same way that she used to, mm. man, that hurts. And mm. you won't admit this. Like no one admits this. No one says mm. to their mate, yeah, how, how are you? Honestly, man, like, I took my clothes off in front of my wife the other day and like, she just, she didn't look at me with love. She almost seemed disgusted. Who says that? Mm. But who feels it all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you look in the mirror and you don't like who you see, you don't feel good enough. You feel overweight. We have a lot of clients who make shitloads of money, 12 employees, business. When they look in the mirror, they don't feel like they're good enough. Yeah. And then it's in business as well. It's like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough money, success, whatever. What is enough? <laughs> Yeah. If you really break it down, if, if you really boil it down, success is being able to look in the mirror and love the man staring back at you. Yeah. Now, it's important to have the money and the business and, and the freedom because the freedom gives you the opportunity to do whatever you want, whenever you want with whoever you want. Mm. But if in that pursuit of freedom, you feel like you need to work hard, you can't switch off, you've got to prove something, you always need more and you're not good enough. So nothing's ever good enough. Then what's the point of that success? Yeah. Especially if you don't love your body, your relationship, your wife leaves, your kids don't respect you. Like, what's the point of any of it? Yeah. And this is, I think, yeah. the problem with modern day men is we chase success and I chase success, but we sacrifice so much in that pursuit of success. And true success is fulfillment. It's being able to make money and provide and give to your family while also loving the man in the mirror. Yeah. While also yeah. feeling the love from your wife, while also being able to enjoy the moment. And man, most men aren't three-dimensional. They're one-dimensional. Successful yeah. in business. Great. Anyone yeah. can do that. How do you have it all? It's kind of like something I think we shared in a previous podcast, that belief, uh, I'll love myself when. Mm. I'll love myself when or I'll stop when. Uh, one of the biggest revelations for me was that I can love who I am even though I'm not where I want to be, but I can love mm. who I am right now on the way to who I'm becoming. Mm. It's not a, oh, but when, when I've lost 20 kilos or when I've got X amount of dollars in the bank or when I've got the dream home or whatever, then I'll love myself. Often that's when we have a heart attack or that's when we break down, mm. but we can love ourselves on, on the way. When we love ourselves, yep. the ripple effect of that is life-changing. It ripples into yep. your family. It ripples into all your other relationships, your work, mm -hmm. and then everybody wins because you're winning. Yeah. Well, your business, your relationships, your health, they're all connected. Yeah. And the only way to really win is to love yourself. But it's not like love yourself when you reach the destination. It's about enjoying the journey. Yeah. And that I struggle with that a lot. Like, how do you enjoy the journey and have goals and dreams and aspirations without being triggered and frustrated that you're not reaching them? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the secret is to enjoy the moment and to realize you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything's happening for you, not to you. It's happening mm. for a reason. And you get to be present and enjoy the moment, which a lot of men struggle with. Yeah. But it begins with that feeling and belief that you are enough. Yeah.
And the way That's to do right. that is to write a list. That's what I did yesterday. When I was depressed and felt like I wasn't good enough, I wrote a list. I'm like, where are the places I am good enough? I'm a great friend. I've helped keep hundreds of families together. I never quit because I, I, I didn't trust myself. I'm like, I'm, this is too hard. I can't do it. I'm like, I say that all the time, but I've never quit. Not once. So I got this list and I'm like, cool. I still feel like I'm not good enough, but I can't read that list and truly believe that. Mm. And true success is being able to look at what's working, not what's not. Yeah. Not just make money, you know? So if we tie this all together, the first belief that most successful men go through is this belief that you need to be successful. Need. Should, must, need, have to. Dangerous words. Mm. The second belief that you mentioned was that you need to prove something. Need to prove, yeah. You need to prove something to be successful. The third belief that ties into that is that you need to work hard to be successful. So I need to be successful, therefore I need to prove something to, to achieve that success. And to prove that, I need to work really hard, which means I can't switch off or be present. And then the next belief is, while this is happening, I've got to put everyone, that was your one, right? I've got to put everyone else yeah. first. Mm. Which means what happens to you? You're at the bottom of the barrel. Mm. Always come last. The scraps are coming to you. And then you lose your energy, your health, your time, your hobbies, your happiness. Now, you may mm. not be going through this if you're listening. You, you might be on the verge. You might know this could happen. This is like worst case. So you're stuck in this place where you've sacrificed everything. You're at the bottom of the barrel. You're chasing success. And then there's this story that pops up. No one understands. Hmm. My friends don't understand. I don't have any friends anymore. My wife doesn't understand. My kids don't understand. But how could they understand? And the final piece is surrounding all of this. I'm not enough. I'm not mm. good enough. And that comes from a lack of self-worth, self-love, self-respect. That's why most men don't invest in themselves. Do you know how many men we talk to? Like our programs aren't cheap. We have a $37 challenge. We have a $6,000 program, a $25,000 program, $18,000 program. No matter what price it is, people say, oh, I need to think about it. I need to ask my wife. It's like, do you ask your wife to drink that alcohol that you spend at $200 a week on? <laughs> do you ask for permission to have that bag of cocaine? There's this fear. It's funny. There's this feeling that we're not good enough. So there's this fear of investing in ourselves. Because if we were to invest in ourselves, it would by definition mean we feel good enough to be worthy of investing in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can relate to any of these beliefs around success, understand that you're not alone. My recommendation to start this off is to just acknowledge that they exist. Like mm. acknowledge that sometimes you think and feel this way and good. It's part of what makes you successful. It's a good thing. It's, it's there to serve you. But if it's causing any pain or destructive habits or behaviors or feelings or thoughts, then we get to work through those. So let's, let's, let's break down each belief and how we can shift them. We'll, we'll do each of our beliefs. So the first one is I need to be successful. I would ask, where does that need come from? And what does success really mean to you? Because you might realize if I look at myself, I've already got it. <laughs> I just forget that. The second belief is you need to prove something. How do we shift that one? I think as well, you, you've similarly got to acknowledge where that comes from. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask, what is proving myself actually going to, what's it going to give me? Mm. Often it's just another thing that I need to prove. <laughs> yeah. It's more. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's starting to step into a bit of the the reframe, you know, from there, like with all the limiting beliefs, it's going, well, what's this going to give me? What's it actually going to do for me? And we often find it's an empty promise. It's an empty thing Mm. or it's our own stuff underneath that we're trying to heal from. Our our inner man is trying to heal from. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And I think for most of these beliefs, it's like, where have I already proven to myself? You know, like, where am I already successful? I feel yeah. like I need to be successful. Cool. Am I already successful? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Am I? Yes. I need to prove something. Okay, cool. What have you proven so far? You're a hard worker. You don't quit. You've got through a divorce. You're a great father, you know? And then the next one is I need to work hard. Reframing that, it's like, cool. Could you get the same result working smarter, working less? This is one I really struggle with, Sam. Like I need to work hard. I'm working Saturdays. I'm working evenings. I'm working from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily for months. I don't need to, but I feel like I do. Mm. It's just a feeling though. It's just a story. Mm. Will the world end if you take a day off, a week off? What if working smarter and slowing down actually allows you to speed up? Yeah. What if recharging your batteries actually gives you the energy to hit it harder in the future. And then the next one was that you got to put everyone else first. We touched mm-hmm. on how to overcome this one, but how would we overcome this one with our clients and with yourself? Well, I think again, you've got to look at what that's doing for you now. And, you know, think back to a time, you know, when, when's a time where you've actually put yourself first and how did mm-hmm. that feel? And what did that look like around you? You know, in your, mm-hmm. in the key three, your relationships, your healthy business. really that's what i would do yeah yeah and identifying as well like what what do you what does that look like what do you want do you Mm. want to go fishing make some time to go fishing yeah do you know do you want to watch and as well thinking of what version of yourself are you going to be on the other side of that fishing or the other side of that movie when you're filled and full Mm. you know yep yep yeah identify what that looks like and what that feels like you know yeah And then the lone wolf mentality, I think the only way to overcome this one is to practice being vulnerable. Yeah. Like when somebody asks you how you're going, be honest with them. My wife does this. I'm fine. Babe, I know you're not fine. I know you well. (laughs) When somebody asks you how you're going, don't tell them all your problems. Just say, honestly, man, it's been a really hard week. And just practice being vulnerable, especially with the people that matter. And do it from a place of lessons and leadership. Mm. It's like, when you get angry at the kids or your wife, apologize and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. It doesn't excuse my behavior. This is why I did what I did. It's not okay. And I'm going to work on it. This is, I'm feeling stressed. Be honest about these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then this idea of not being good enough. There was one more that you had, wasn't there? I think. I uh, know it was the, I don't talk about it. No one else would understand. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the last one is the feeling of not being good enough. Yeah. Honestly, if, you're, if you've listened this far, I would highly recommend you take 10 minutes and you just put a pen and paper and just write down, where have I proved that I'm good enough? And write down mm. your achievements, your lessons and what you have done. Yeah. Because I know yesterday for me, when I was breaking down, I was just focused on what wasn't working, what I wasn't achieving, who I wasn't, what I wasn't doing, instead of just focusing on the multitude of things to be grateful for that I have achieved. And that's my own shit. And we all have that, you know? So success, 
that's that's what what it is it's beliefs it's just the word <laughs> and social media doesn't make it any better comparisons the thief of joy <laughs> mm. we think we need more have more should should must and i feel it every day and i know most men do too so if you are one of those men identify these beliefs today try reframe them using what we talked about and um if you need anything else reach out to us um, if you do want some more support with this, there'll be a button or a link down below somewhere where you can book a coaching session with Sam, myself, or one of our team members, and you'll be able to speak to a high performance coach about one of our programs and we'll customize a roadmap for you. Um, so you can work with us in the future or do it on your own. And we'll also talk about our challenge in the next clip. Uh, if you want to work with us for seven days at an intimate level, you'll be able to do that too. Anything you want to add, Sam, before we finish up? I think whenever you're you're looking at the beliefs you have, your limiting beliefs, it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable to shift them. Mm -hmm. But discomfort isn't danger. Discomfort gets to be the driver for change. Mm -hmm. You know, when we embrace it. And so that would be my encouragement if if you're watching this and you you're identifying with one or all of these limiting beliefs, like embrace that discomfort. Because when you embrace it, you can start to unpack it. And when you unpack it, you can start to reframe it. And when you reframe it, you can start to move forward. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's it's all in your hands to move forward. You just got to follow those steps. And if you need help with that, reach out to someone who can help you. Yeah. So guys, I hope you've had an amazing, amazing podcast and day. If you enjoyed this, make sure you give it a like or a thumbs up or five stars, depending on where you're watching it. We will see you for the next clip. Have an amazing day. Hey brother, I hope you got a ton of value from that podcast. If you would like to work with us personally and get some of the best content we've launched for our clients who invested thousands of dollars, then go and complete our seven day empowered man challenge. This mission will completely transform your life. If it doesn't, you won't have to pay a cent. It's only $37 and it is game changing if you want to take back control. So if you want to find balance between business, family and life, if you want the relationship, the health, the wealth that you deserve, then go to elitebusinessman.com slash challenge. That's elitebusinessman.com slash challenge and take up this challenge to take back control of your life.